Well, it was just another weekend. Uh, I was sitting around helping my wife make some cookies. She wanted to get some ready and, and wanted me to help her out. Well, as I went and I picked up one of the cookie cutters, I looked down and I had a good laugh with her. I put it down after cutting the shape out and I said, hey, look at this. It's a Ford 500. My wife took a quick glance at it and said, yeah, it looks like a real vehicle, but it's just a standard cookie cutter shape. And that's what I thought to myself, how many other vehicles out there have images like this? How many vehicles out there can you actually just draw two lines and embody the soul and appearance of that vehicle? Well, after doing a bit of digging, you can find a lot of vehicles that if you draw out, a lot of people will look at and automatically know what they are. These vehicles are better known as the cookie cutter cars. Autolux Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from Autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our host website, Autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check out some of our corporate websites, ratings, and other podcasts, all from Autolux.net. And we'd like to give a good thank out to Podbeam.com. Whether you're streaming this on TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or even Spotify, you can thank Podbean.com for getting this podcast out to you. And we'd like to give a shout out to our new friends over at Feedspot. If you haven't been there, it's the internet's largest curated database of bloggers and podcasts. And yes, you can find the Autolux podcast there. And if you're really looking for more content similar to ours, you can check out Feedspot for the 15 best Canadian automotive podcasts. And you will find the Autolux podcast sitting right there in front of you, along with some other greats from this great nation. And that website, again, check it out. Go over to Feedspot.com, sign yourself up, take a check out, and listen to some great stuff. Read some great stuff, and go over. Check it out at Feedspot. So like I said in the intro, I always had a good laugh when I make cookies with people. When they give me the car shape, whether it be a truck, a car, a sports car, a race car, they all have a similarity to something in real life. We're going to think about it. It's just a standard image, but that image has to come from something. Do people get these images from these car companies or do these car companies create these images for these people? Those are questions that kind of need a little bit of an answer to. But like I said, I was making cookies and I stamped it out and I looked down at it and it's an exact profile of a Ford 500. The standard cookie cutter shape for a sedan is that of a Ford 500. But the 500 only came out in the late 2000s. How doing a two-door coupe, a lot of times you'll wind up getting a Beetle shape. A box F SUV, when you look at it, it could be either a Blazer or Cherokee. A lot of the van ones will look like 4350s. So a lot of these vehicles have what you call cookie cutter shapes. Very simplistic designs that anybody can draw. But why do companies do it? Why do they create these cookie cutter vehicles? Why do they want you to be able to pick up a cookie cutter shape down at your local bakeware store, bring it home and punch out a whole bunch of cookies and start drawing them up like they're all Ford 500s? Why would they want to do that? Why would they want you to have a simplistic shape for a vehicle you drive? When it all comes down to it, a lot of these vehicles all come down to time. Ford needed to update the Taurus. And knowing that the full-size sedan market was starting to diminish, 
They didn't want to put a lot of effort into a brand new design. And really, in the end, when you update the Taurus, you kind of get the Ford 500 image. It eventually became the Taurus in the end, when we know the 500 was the original embodiment of the original Taurus, just stretched out a bit. But it was one of the most simplistic designs. Some companies use simplistic designs like that, similar to that of how we stated in our toaster car podcast, just to get vehicles out there and to maximize interior space. But something like a Nissan 350Z isn't made to maximize space, but they make it so simple for you to draw the vehicle. It's essentially just two strokes. Same thing goes for an Audi TT. Hell, you can even do it with a Beetle. Myself, I do silhouette art, and with it, you start to notice the simplicity of a lot of vehicles and how there are a lot of cookie-cutter vehicles out there. Is it because a lot of these designers are lazy? No, it's because technology is only as advanced as it can be. We're now getting to a time where designers can do anything, and we can actually create nearly everything that they design. But before, back in the 90s, a lot of cars just had to follow the status of being efficient, maximize interior space, and and fit into a certain point in the market. Sometimes you just create a cookie cutter vehicle, throw it out there because you need to enter a marketplace. It seems kind of simple enough. Why don't, why doesn't every single car company do that? Why didn't Tesla just create, you know, a two box design when they created the Model X? Not every company out there wants to create a cookie cutter shape. They don't want to be known as a simple design. But yet there are companies out there that just pride themselves on being these cookie cutter shapes, being a simple design. The Chevrolet Cobalt sedan, when it first came out, we all knew was just the next generation of the Cavalier. Really, it's essentially just the evolution of the Cavalier. But with its highly simplified design, the Cobalt became more of a product that would just blend in to the marketplace. It was there to fill a spot in the market. It wasn't there to win the market, it was there to fill a spot in the market. Similar to that of a Ford Flex. It was there to fit into the market. It replaced the Windstar, or Freestar, whatever the hell it was at the end, which was already a simplistic design, which was already made out of a cookie cutter shape. But cookie cutter shapes are similar to a toaster vehicle. They maximize interior space. And by maximizing the interior space, you can gain more out of it. This was all covered in our toaster car image. But cookie cars are something that's even cooler because it is visible and understandable to anyone, inclusive of children, the people most likely to eat cookies. When they pick it up and they look outside and say, Dad, look, it's your car. It seems kind of funny to them. It intrigues them and it makes them wonder, did mom actually cut these to look like dad's car? Or is it just the way the shape comes? By having these simple designs, your vehicle can also blend into the marketplace a lot easier. Flat, boxy trucks were all the rage back in the 80s. Whether it be a Ford, a Chevy, or a GM, they were just giant two-box designs. Dodge separated itself by having more curvature along its edges and its front end. It didn't fall into the two-box design. It didn't want to be the standard cookie-cutter shape. They didn't want to use the same cutter that the competition used because they wanted to stand out. Whereas the competition knew all they had to do is create a vehicle because the market was going to buy whatever was available to them. Not similar to what the market is like today where differentiation is more of a mainstay. Back in the 80s, there was lots of people buying vehicles. You just needed the right product in the right category. And with the right price, you can gain anyone. Now look at the Ford Probe first generation. That is one of the most simple designs for a sports car. 
After that, it became the 350Z. Simple, easy designs. But cookie cutter shapes also has something else. Cookie cutter shapes can come from the same people. The Audi TT was already a standard cookie cutter shape. It's something that everybody could recognize and it's something everybody knew. It looked like a race car from the 1930s. But that designer left Audi and went to go work for Daimler Chrysler, where then they created the Crossfire. Using this similar shape, the Crossfire became a secondary cookie cutter shape to the original TT. Look at a 1992 Chevrolet D20 Deluxe from South America. It almost looks like a Ford Ranger. Similar designs. But why? Why do all these companies want these same products? Why do they want to be a cookie cutter? Everybody likes cookies and everybody knows what you are. When you're reading kids' books, is a great example of having a cookie cutter shape. Because when you go through a child's book and they only use silhouettes for it because they don't want to apply to all these car companies and get the rights to actually use their vehicles, they create these silhouettes of their vehicle, which you can automatically identify as a specific product. Sure, it's simple and sure, everybody knows it. But remember, that's also another good thing to have. Everybody knows it. Chevrolet came a little late to the retro craze. And their HHR was essentially just their own variation of the PT Cruiser. But if you utilize a silhouette design of a PT Cruiser, or hell, even the HHR, people are automatically going to pick up and say, oh, it's a PT Cruiser. Because more people remember it. It was the first cookie, so it created the shape. It didn't just expand upon it. Similar to that, when you draw a square minivan, you think it's a caravan. Outline of a sedan, you could think it's a Cobalt or 500. You look in your child's book and you see these silhouette images and you automatically know what they are. My kids have books like this where I can open them up and be like, uh, the Mustang, Infinity FX, Chevy Venture, Volkswagen Beetle, F-150, uh, Ford 500, um, oh, that's a, you know, Lamborghini Countach. They all have a silhouette profile that, which gives them a cookie cutter shape. It's something you could bend and mold into a simplistic shape to make things out of. Not to mean that it's an actual very simple shape, but the cookie cutter outline makes these vehicles appear as they are. And being able to tell what a vehicle is just by its silhouette makes it more memorable than the competition. Like we said, if you give us the silhouette image of an HHR, more people are going to call it a PT Cruiser. Hell, when SUVs first started coming out, how many people used to look at Blazers, Jimmy's, or even Broncos and say, hey, oh, it's a Jeep. They signify that with a Jeep. We had the profile of a Jeep. Two doors, off-road capability, big grill. It was a standard shape for the SUV. So being the cookie cutter in that market makes you, in most cases, the most noticeable product in that market because everybody is following suit with you. They may not essentially be copying you outright, but they're going after the exact same cookie image as you. Because to themselves, they want to be known as the Beetle. They want to have that image. They want to have that profile. They want to have people understanding and knowing their vehicle for years to come. They don't want a child 20 years from now picking up a book and looking at it and going, I don't know what that is. That's a car. They want you to pick it up, see that outline, that silhouette image of a car and say, that's a Mustang. That's a Corvette. That's a Jeep. 
They want you to know. Doesn't mean that all cookie cutter cars are simple designs. Ferrari F40 and the DeLorean are in some ways very simple. Not a whole ton of character, but their designs aren't exactly the easiest out there. But if you create an outline of them, you know what they are. If you create an outline of a Viper, you know what it is. So when you could take a vehicle, draw it out in its most simplest form and understand what it is, then you got a cookie cutter there. Because that means anyone can make that into an image that anyone could understand what it is. Unlike Kirk Van Houten, who in The Simpsons drew dignity and his wife couldn't get it or hell even when he drew the door and homer looks at it and says that's a door he didn't create a simplistic image he didn't create a cookie cutter shape because people couldn't understand what it was when luann drew dignity everybody knew what it was so really in the end when you make cars do you not want to have a cookie cutter shape do you not want to have a simple design that every single person can understand what it is yes and to answer your biggest question, yes, that is why Tesla gave us the Cybertruck. It is one of the most simplistic forms for a pickup truck that you can see. And by being one of the most simplistic forms, it makes people have a love-hate relationship with it. By having a love-hate relationship with it, makes it more memorable. Makes you remember. Makes you want to know. How many people remember the Pontiac Aztec? Even though it was a vehicle that a lot of people didn't want to buy and it didn't look good, it still became a cult icon thanks to the show Breaking Bad. And it's one of those things that people remember. People remember the Beetle. People remember the Cobalts and the 500s. They remember their simplistic, boring designs. They remember their cookie cutter shapes. Just like everybody still remembers the Cybertruck and is still asking questions about the Cybertruck. And anytime something about the Cybertruck comes up, they ask more questions about the Cybertruck because they know that it needs changes. It needs to move and step away from being a cookie cutter shape and move into something out of this world. But until it does that, it'll remain a cookie cutter. So really in the end, do we need cookie cutter cars? Yes, yes we do because cookie cutter cars give us the most simplistic form of vehicle for the general masses. They're for the people who really don't care. They're like the characterless, soulless vehicles for the masses. And their simplistic design makes anyone within the automotive industry automatically recognize them in any way, shape, or form they are put into. Across all forms of media, that shape is recognizable. So cookie cutters are great to have. With every major company out there having at least one cookie cutter in their history, it all bodes well for them. Because those cookies are going to make a lot of people happy. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it on any of the major social feeds. Or even send us a line. Send autolux.net a line about this podcast and what you thought of it. What you think. What cookie-cutter cars do you know of and do you see on a regular basis? And why you think that cookie-cutter car made it past the drawing board. Why? Why do we need these cookie-cutter vehicles? And send it to us. We'll answer your questions and give you what you are looking for. And after you send this out to all your friends, family, and piss off your boss with it, stop by the, the website, stop by autolux.net, and see what we have to offer. Browse through the oh, hundreds, and I do mean hundreds, of automobile websites from around the globe. Get some help on our help pages. Find a new site, new fun page, or even new technology for the automotive industry that you've never heard of before on autolux.net. So thanks for listening to us and thanks Podbeam for getting us out so we can be heard from you, our listener. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one cookie of a ride as we make the cookie crumble.